As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. But I do think adding beauty to your life in whatever form that takes, even if it's like crafting a beautiful cup of coffee for some quiet time or doing something with your hands or there's just something to adding beauty to your life that gives like your soul hope. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, and around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Okay, ladies, this is a really fun and really different episode today because I actually have three guests. I have never done that before, but these ladies are ladies I know in real life. Some of them have been on the show before, and they are some of the loveliest ladies that I have ever met, and they are really proficient in both flower therapy and flower therapy. Okay, I know that sounds confusing, but I really mean the two different spellings of the word. So first of all, we've got Katie Deckett, who's been on the show, but it's been a little while, and she has been making sourdough for almost five years now, and she is walking the Cultivating the Lovely patrons exactly through how to do that from scratch, like scratch, scratch, starting our own starters and everything. We're actually starting that right now in the Patreon group. It is so much fun. We're all naming our starters and showing our processes and keeping notes. And like, it's this whole little lovely thing of being able to nourish something during this time. Well, we go into it more in the episode, but it's super fun and we're super excited. And then we've got flower therapy as in F-L-O-W-E-R. And these ladies are the original flower therapy group. They have used flowers to nourish their souls for a long time. I know that if one of them has had a tragedy or something difficult happen in their life, food, that's one thing. Okay, everybody needs to eat. But the way you're really going to speak to their souls is if you show up with flowers. And in today's episode, we start going through all of the ins and outs of how they came together as a group, how they realized that flowers spoke so much to them, what they do with flowers, the different ways that it has really become 
therapeutic for them. It's a super interesting episode, but the really fun part is actually going to come tomorrow, you guys. So after we were all done with the episode, I turned off the recording, and then these ladies who sometimes get a little bit of shy when we're recording came alive, and they started having the best discussion and adding in all of these little tidbits that I wished were in the episode. So what did I do as the you know, dutiful little podcaster that I am, well, I hit record again when they didn't know it. (laughs) So they kept talking and they didn't know they were being recorded until a good ways into it. And I got so much juicy, beefy content from them. So they, of course, know now that they were recorded and they have agreed to allow all of that to be released to you guys as well. So we have a special bonus episode coming out tomorrow where there will be even more resources, even more fun stories. You get to hear them be a little bit more kicked back in the way that they are talking because they think they're just talking with their friends. They don't think you guys are listening. And it was so much fun to get to record them doing that. So Be sure to head back to your podcasting app tomorrow to find that bonus episode that will be released. It's tons of fun and it really builds on everything that we talk about today. But without further ado, let's get started with this flower therapy episode with Becca Lux, Shell Bruzis, and Katie Duckett. Okay, you guys, we have such a fun show today. It's different than anything I've ever done before because I actually have three guests on the show. And there are three people that I actually know in real life. You guys, when does that ever happen? I've had Shell on the show many times before. You guys know her very well. And I've actually had Katie on the show quite a bit, but it's been a few years since she's been here. And so I've got Shell and Katie back, but we also have another friend, Becca Lux. So would you guys like to just say hi? (laughs) Say hi. 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 Okay, we'll start with Becca because you guys haven't heard from her before. So Becca, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell people like your Instagram handle and that sort of thing so they know where to find you. Sure. My um my name is Becca Lux and um uh, I guess my Instagram handle, my public one is Wanderlux Studio, I think is what it is. Um yeah, and I have kind of artsy kid craft things on there that I post. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. And I have two little girls that are um six and nine. And you guys, these are like, I mean, the reason I'm having them on the show, you guys will hear more about it in a second, but they, these ladies are like, beauty is their thing. (laughs) And And so when you go to any of their Instagrams, it's just like, you could just get lost in them for days because they're so gorgeous. So Shell, say hi. Everybody knows. Hi, lovelies. Yes, it's me again. I know you're sick of me. No, not at all. Not at all. And Katie, we've got you back. Would you like to say, you have more children than the last time you were on. (laughs) I do. I have five now, not four. So we just recently adopted a teenager. So I have three teenage boys and then a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Yeah. Usually when somebody adds somebody to the family, it's not one of the oldest children. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Did it kind of backwards there, but <laughs> yeah, we actually got to go to the adoption recently and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was redemptive to be back in the courthouse for a good yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. I was there for like all of my courthouse stuff. So it was, it same was, floor. I same know. Floor yeah. All, yeah. It yeah. Weird. It was 
very weird. I tried to really squash down the PTSD during yeah. the whole experience. <laughs> okay, you guys, we are having these ladies on today because we are starting a few new things and this is happening in the Patreon community, but I wanted to bring all their loveliness here as well. So if you guys want even more of this goodness, you can come over to Patreon. But we are starting two different things, clubs, I guess, within Patreon called Flower Therapy. Now, one of those is spelled F-L-O-U-R. And so we are actually making sourdough bread from complete scratch. Like we were going to send starters out to people. And then we realized with the spread of this disease, that maybe isn't a good idea. So Katie has poured like bazillions of hours into researching sourdough bread. How many years have you been (laughs) making sourdough now, Katie? Like four or five? I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm at five and a half because I went back to my original notes. Notes, you guys. um, Yeah. For original notes. <laughs> you know that's my up. that's my comfort zone is like researching note take trials I like that kind of stuff so it, it was very satisfying to be able to like pour that into my daily uh, trial and error and troubleshoot something so it was it was fun to me yeah oh. and it just cracked me up when she said like oh I went back and looked at my notes like are you kidding me not only did you take notes but you have them like this was something she so invested (laughs) her time into I knew Katie was the perfect person to be getting us all like going with it and the really fun thing is because we decided to not send out the starter it was just going to be for the $15 level the loveliest level but because we're running the deal where people get the loveliest level for five dollars right now We actually are having it, like for anyone $5 and up, you can get into this club where we've got videos and PDFs and instructions and all this stuff. We're all doing it together. By the time this episode comes out, we'll have started it yesterday. So it's not too late to get in and actually create sourdough from scratch with all of us. It's going to be a journey. We're doing the whole thing. So it's going to be so fun. Come over and join us on Patreon. But, okay, so that aside, that's happening. Katie's leading us in that. Mm -hmm. But we are also doing flower therapy, (laughs) F-L-O-W-E-R. And these are the original ladies who started the whole idea of flower therapy, I don't know, years ago. And so we are actually (laughs) going to be sending out seeds to the ladies in the $15 loveliest level. Mm -hmm. And we've got all kinds of things happening with that. But I needed to have these girls on today because they created this whole idea. They are passionate about it. They make sure everyone around them has flowers in their lives. (laughs) And so I wanted to have you guys on to be able to talk to everybody about what this means to you, how this came to be. So how did the whole idea of flower therapy even start? I think it was a long winter. (laughs) And we we needed hope (laughs) that spring was coming. Yes. (laughs) So it was was the three of you to start with? Like, how did, who said like, hey, this is a thing to me? I feel like it's been kind of an evolution, actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I feel like maybe a park play date and uh, our friend Annie was there probably and Laura was there, our friend Laura. Does that ring a bell with anyone else? (laughs) I think, yeah, so. I think so. I think February is always the time. I feel like February hits where you're itching just you need something fresh yes. or March where we're just sick of the winter here and yes. it feels like it will never end. But then, you know, when the weather does start to get nice, we went outside, I think, in 
I think Katie brought some fun things to kind of gather spring things, wasn't it? Did you do the um, duct tape wristbands I, we did? He, that's, that's what I was thinking of too. It was that time. Yeah. We just turned duct tape inside out on our wrists. So the sticky side out and then cut all sorts of branches and flowers and stuck them on there. <laughs> I was there for that. that yeah. The flowers didn't have the same impact on me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I have a black thumb. Like you guys, I want to take you back to a couple of years ago when I <laughs> was house sitting for Katie in the dead of summer. She got like a British like garden in her backyard, like the most over the top. I would take an hour every night to water everything in that yard. I broke the hose, had to go buy a new. Like it was, it was the worst. I, she was. So lucky that I think all of her flowers were still alive. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Okay. They were still alive. But see, I call that therapy. Yes. <laughs> Watering mm -hmm. yes. that yes. like that yes. makes me feel so happy. And I mm -hmm. I get that it doesn't do the same thing for everybody. <laughs> and that's okay. Like that's all right. But but I do think like adding beauty to your life in whatever form that takes, even if it's like I don't know, crafting a beautiful cup of coffee for some quiet time or doing something with your hands or there's just something to adding beauty to your life that gives like your soul hope. Yes. And see that part I can Amen. get behind mm -hmm. because while I did not, I, I did not consider it therapy to be watering the plants for an hour every night. <laughs> I got, I think the first night in like about 10 minutes, I was like, forget this. I've got to go get my phone and my earbuds and like, <laughs> listen to a podcast. I just can't handle this. But I do love having the beauty. Like I like the end result. I love having flowers on my table. I love like having plants around my house while I kill them fairly often. I like having them there. Like it, it does, especially having my own place again and really feeling like it's mine bringing those little touches in. I had, I didn't even realize before what plants and flowers, like how much they transform a space. Mm -hmm. And you guys, your, your houses, well, I haven't been to your house, Becca, but I know <laughs> Shell's house is covered in plants. How did you guys, like, was, has that always been a thing for you? Have you always had plants in your home? Like, what is that meant for you? Yes, I always, always, always have. I used, I remember being a little girl and just begging my mom at the grocery store to just buy me some flowers so I could put mm. them by my bedside. Like just that romantic notion of them. I just have always been, I've always been that way. I've always wanted them. One year, not too long ago, um, I told my husband, Scott, if he would just commit to getting me a bouquet every two weeks, that could be my Christmas present. One of my best Christmas presents ever. <laughs> I love it so much. What a good idea. That's awesome. I love it, that. It was awesome. Yeah. And I just, it always makes me happy. It just always, it, it fills me up no matter what time of the year it is. I just love, 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 love fresh flowers. Um, there's something about like being able to take care of them because they're short-lived. You know, they're not going to last forever. And to me, that's part of the intrigue and the beauty is like caring for something that needs you just in this present moment, you know, not, um, they're not going to be around forever. You have to take the time to enjoy them. 
And you have to take the time to keep putting water in the vase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my friends were just calling me the Bob Ross of flowers, which was funny during this quarantine time. (laughs) We literally were daily Marco Poloing and I had just done this meditation and I'm like, girls, you just have to see my centerpiece. Look at my lilies. And I was just like going on and on. And it was like our daily thing. Every day the lilies were going and then we get further into the quarantine and the lilies were dying and the increase of vitamin C and other products that were joining the table with like sanitized wipes and whatnot along with the flowers. But the flowers were still there. But every day it was just my Bob Ross daily Marco Polo of the flowers. So that was good. And we did a before and after. You've seen those memes of the like day one of quarantine and day. That's what I did with the flowers. Day one, they were looking great. And they lasted a very long time. But by the end, we were, you know, our mental state and the flowers were compatible. So yes. Well, I recently bought the most beautiful hydrangeas from Trader Joe's and even Shell commented like, oh my goodness, those are staying like so well. They're so beautiful. I was so proud of the fact that they just looked great. And then I came down one morning and I was like, what the heck? Why overnight did they just die? They were looking so good. It's that water. They need the water. <laughs> That's the level I mean. Yeah, but you can sometimes revive them. Sometimes with a little snip and new water, yeah. they will come back sometimes. Well, I did that and like two sprigs came back and then that made me even more mad because it was like, this is definitely my fault. They would have been fine if I had just- They were survivors. <laughs> they were. I know. They really tried to hold out, but it was just, it was all my fault. Like that's that's the level of- a plant person I am. But, you know, I, I love like Katie in the summer or just like as soon as anything's blooming, tell them what you keep in your car. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, well, I have, I have pruning shears. I mean, I'm always ready to go. I have canning jars under my seat. I've bottled water, you know, just for any given moment that you might run across of some beauty that needs to come home like it asks to come home it says please mm-hmm. take me home with you and i'm ready yeah. so i just and, i'm always yes. ready but a <laughs> couple of years ago my boys for mother's day they made me a car vase that they um attached it to velcro to my to my dash in a way that it would stand up and they were only disappointed they couldn't weld it they wanted it to be like a, <laughs> a permanent piece but my husband he was like velcro's good velcro's good for now <laughs> we'll just stop there but yeah it's a necessary um obsession i i feel like i really come alive in the spring with the lilacs and like oh it just takes over but what do you count as fair game because this is where I think it gets even funnier. Yeah, this <laughs> is a funny I feel like question. I'm going to get in trouble because, this is but so I have, funny. I have made some um, inadvertent friends this way because um, <laughs> I really anything is fair game. I mean, if it's hanging over the public sidewalk, I just feel like it's asking to come home. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. So I don't, I don't yeah. have qualms. I really don't because it's like I said earlier, it's short lived. Like I am going to appreciate this fully. And I just, I feel like it's, it's meant for me. I don't have these kind of boundary issues in my normal life when it comes to flowers. Yeah. I really do. We border like one, criminals. 
<laughs> Seriously, I it's sometimes I have to go in the in the night <laughs> to be careful when you um you know when you do this. But one day I was cutting these beautiful dogwoods that were hang just a branch of dogwoods that was hanging over um sort of this neighborhood home and um I was cutting them and the older man who lived in the house opened the door. <laughs> I was like <laughs> just completely caught red-handed and um and I just <gasps> I am so sorry. I couldn't help myself. These were so lovely. And thank you. And he said those, my wife loved those intended those. She had passed away earlier in that year. And he said, Aww. please help yourself. How happy it makes me to know that like they're being loved and enjoyed. Aww. So every year I go back to the gentleman's house and I prune for him and um, take him cookies. And we've just established a sweet little relationship over mm. this. So it's not all, you know, it's not all in the dead of night. <laughs> I met a neighbor the same way, totally same thing. And she said that her garden, I just admire it. Um, I wasn't caught red-handed like you were. It's a, <laughs> she, she was out gardening and I just said, oh, this is amazing. And she said it was therapy for her when her husband died. So it's Whoa. just grown from there. So yeah, she just, and she said, come back and I'm going to give you starts and People are very generous with their gardening, and I think people tend to love to share that with people. So it's mm -hmm. very much a unifier, and you get to know um, neighbors that way. It's really fun. Oh, I yes. love that. Yes. But Katie, didn't you have some frat boys come after you at one point? Oh my well? goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know too much. <laughs> Uh, yes okay that happens I I mean they were on uh, I just who are they even they're just they're college students that's not their house you know they're just like staying there but um I didn't feel like they were appreciating the white lilacs they're very hard to find beautiful white fragrant lilacs in Spokane and just happened to have a pocket and what did they say, Mackenzie? I can't remember. Hey, ma'am, what are you doing there? Or something like that. And I was like, why? First of all, why am I now a ma'am? Like, second of all, you're drinking red solo cups in the front yard. Like, seriously, mind your business. Oh my goodness, it just cracks me up. I love it. I love that it's just like you could just turn around, like you and all your tunas can just become like an eight. And you just turn around and you're like, these are fair game. Yeah. As soon as it comes to flowers, your, your oh, colors come out. Yeah. yeah. It's a different side of me for sure. Yeah. All right, ladies, I'm not going to lie. I've been having trouble sleeping lately. I've been having trouble mostly falling asleep just because of all of the stressors on my life. And usually as I'm laying there having trouble falling asleep, I realize, oh, I need to turn on my white noise machine. It is one of the very few things that actually helps me to get to a place where my brain will calm down and I can relax and fall asleep. I personally love the machines from Yoga Sleep. They have been making products for 50 years and they are the ones who invented the dome, the very first white noise machine that is fan-based, and they know how to make trusted products that work. Lately, I have been enjoying their Wish machine. It is the one that actually plays different sounds. So usually the thing that can help me get to sleep is listening to the sound of the rain and just really concentrating on it or the sound of the ocean. White noise just has that ability 
to get me to a place where I can calm down. And it works for my kids too. When they're having difficulty sleeping, one of those white noise machines in their room makes all the difference and really helps them to stay asleep all through the night so they aren't disrupting my sleep either. Yoga Sleep is also just a great company all the way around when it comes to sleep. They offer other quality sleep products like the highly rated yoga bed mattress and bedding accessories. It's just a one-stop shop for all things sleep related. They started in 1962 and they've been going strong ever since helping people get better restful sleep, which we so need, especially in times like these. I mean, it's critical to our health anytime, but especially when we're all under a lot of stress. Their products are backed by a 101 night promise, meaning you can try them risk-free. And many of their sound machines are assembled right at their North Carolina-based headquarters, and their team hand signs the quality control stickers on the bottom so you know it came from them. So if you need a little bit of help with sleep, go to yogasleep.com lovely to save an exclusive 20% off a sound machine for natural sleep for the whole family. That's yogasleep.com lovely to get 20% off yogasleep.com slash lovely. This has been a thing for you guys, but there's also a lot of like science behind it. And I feel like some of you have looked into some of those things. Am I correct? Um, yes. Well, you can ask Shell. I'm a dork. Don't I send you regularly, Shell, like weird articles I find about yes. the science to back up? That? Yes. And I um. love it because I'm not, I'm not a researcher. So I just love it when someone does the research for me and passes along the information. Yeah, I do feel like um, anyone who gardens, I feel like does just innately know it makes you feel good. And I feel like you don't need an explanation for that. But then I do love it when the science backs it up, you know, like there's like proof that this actually does something. So I found this thing that there's this UK scientist that found that there's this friendly bacteria in the soil. I can't even say it. Mycobacterium vaccae. It mirrors Prozac. They say it stimulates serotonin production and it makes you relaxed and happier and it strengthens your immune system. So um, there's so many different things. And um, there's another in Japan and Sweden. You probably, maybe you've heard of that forest bathing um, uh, (laughs) phrase, you know, but it does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Japan, I think that they don't have a lot of always um, outdoor spaces or they're overworked. So it is really prescribed to go out into nature and it's just very um, relaxing, but science has shown that it can boost your immunity and um, yeah, it relaxes you. In Sweden, garden has been an established form of therapy for treating mental burnout. And they say in three out of four people, it works, it helps. So some doctors are actually prescribing it. And I find that really fascinating. Um, and I think more and more, we need it a little more, like maybe you need the reminder, it maybe sounds silly for a doctor to tell you that, but um, I find it very fascinating. And then my other nerdy thing is um, fractal patterns. Has anyone heard about those or know what they are? Tell um, us, Becca. I love it. <laughs> Come on, Becca. This well, there's this guy, Richard Taylor, I think he's a physicist, painter, and a photographer. I guess he's a very eccentric guy, I think, but he um, he studied like Jackson Pollock and realized that it was very, something about his art was really soothing, and in the 70s, I think, they discovered that there's actually fractal patterns in nature that are, it's kind of hard to describe, but they're kind of, I mean, think of a Jackson Pollock painting, there's kind of that chaotic look, but there is mm-hmm. something sort of uh some 
somehow chaos but symmetrical and um, they found they found that there's simple mathematical rules that apply to things um, that are visually complex like clouds mm -hmm. a coastline plant leaves so there's a lot of things in nature like flowers mm -hmm. have that same fractal pattern and they've just found that that can reduce stress by 60% looking at fractal patterns. There's something about it that's very soothing. Interesting. Wow, 60%, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Snowflakes is an example of that. Yeah. Um, if you walk along the beach, you know the, the patterns in the sand and waves, you'll find them everywhere. Interesting. When Roman last year, he was studying the Fibonacci sequence, which is mm -hmm. like the, the spiral that you find mm -hmm. in a lot of things in nature. Like they showed some yes. like snails and seashells mm -hmm. and they also did one of Donald Trump's hair, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be what, you know, that's not natural. That's not found in nature, but, but still it's really interesting, like how the mathematics and everything can come together. And it's something that's actually like soothing to our brains. But there's also things they do to like the environment around us. I mean, especially if you have, I mean, we talked, we've talked a lot about flowers, but even having like living plants in your home, they're actually good for helping the oxygen in your house. Like they're natural purifiers. It just makes sense to have more plants in your house. Has that ever been a specific drive for you guys to have plants in your home? Or has it just always been about like the beauty? Well, I do have a friend who has asthma and it is funny. I, she, during the burn season, I'm like, you need to get more plants in your house. And I don't know. Of course, this is just me, the love of my pants. I do think that, yeah, you can't really, you probably just need an air purifier, but it yeah. can't hurt, right? I was like, try plants, please. Like, it might, it's not going to hurt. Yeah, it's we true. We need a t-shirt, you guys, ladies. We need a t-shirt that says try plants or flowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> try flowers. <laughs> Try plants could mean all kinds of different plants things. Plants in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Shell just inadvertently starts. <laughs> well, that would be me. I know. She's way too innocent. That's why she's got me as a counterpart. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Don't wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> But you guys even created a playlist, which we've actually shared out to the Cultivating the Lovely community on recent shows in the show notes. But you guys created a flower therapy playlist. How did that come about? Desperation. Yeah. That, <laughs> For winter that's to be over. The, the dead of winter, that's when I think the playlist started. We knew spring yes. break was coming and we were kind of looking for like music to put together that would be a soundtrack of being excited about the the birth of the flowers the mm -hmm. and and then the soundtrack kind of came and I find myself listening to it not just just when you need that uplift because the music kind of captures that there's one song on there that I added I don't remember where, exactly which one it is it's instrumental but it's my theme song when I go to cut lilacs so I can listen to it any time of the year and know what that feeling is it's Aww. like an adrenaline rush like yep <laughs> Aww. Spring will come again. <laughs> You're going to have to tell us which one that is because I want to know because now it'll be associated with that for me, for you. I think it's the Ladies in Lavender one. I think, I think that's oh, what it's yeah. called. Yeah. But that, that's the one I play when it's time to um, do something that, you know, could feel risky. <laughs> 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 I feel like that you've got male soundtrack too. I think we've, I think I added some of those. To me, that's like synonymous with spring. And I think of like Meg Ryan and the Daisies. And I don't know, something yeah. about some of those songs mm -hmm. are like the old ones, but they're very happy. And I love yes. those ones. 
Well, it's super fun to see your guys' playlist because it's pretty long uh-huh. and you can definitely see like, oh, that person added those songs, this person added these. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like, you can tell like the more classical stuff comes from Katie and then the more worshipy stuff comes from Shell and the more like soundtrack stuff comes from Becca. And like, it's really interesting to see the, the layout of it. It's very, very mm-hmm. fun. It's definitely a collective. I think yeah. that's what I love about it is that just, it has that same vibe, but from completely different genres. Yes. Yeah. It's really fun to see how the three of you came together to create this thing that's just kind of unexpected and fun and you never know what's going to come next. It's, it's really, it's a fun little addition to the whole idea of flower therapy. Yes. And um, you got to go listen to Ella Fitzgerald seeing spring is here because spring is oh. here. Spring is not canceled. This is true. I love it. Everybody's got to go get out there. Get out the list. We'll have it posted in these um, show notes again so everybody can listen on Spotify as they're planting because, Shell, we're doing doing flower therapy where we're actually like sending stuff out to people. Yeah. So you've been spearheading that. What is that going to be like for people? Well, we're, we're working on fine tuning it, but um, hopefully Katie and Becca will help me with it. But I have made a big order to Florette Flowers for seeds that we will be dividing up and packaging and sending a variety of seeds out to the ladies at the $15 level for Patreon. So excited so about that. For people like me who clearly have like a black thumb, how are we going to keep these alive? What, what do I have to do to like actually make these grow and be successful? Well, I think for me, I'm actually not really great at propagating seeds from like the dirt. It's not my, I don't know, forte. Maybe the girls have other things to say that would be really helpful with that. But I think you just have to be okay with trying again. If the first batch doesn't pop up, start over. And uh, maybe all the researchy things that Becca and Katie do could be really helpful for us as we like write up PDFs and instructions on how to actually do this stuff. But Honestly, my best things are like throw it in the ground. <laughs> once, once I went to Trader Joe's and I bought a bouquet of pussy willows and they started rooting in the jar in the vase. And um, no joke, I was like, I wonder what would happen if I take this out and stick it in my front yard. All I did was like jam it down in the dirt. I did nothing else to it, right? And now I have a tree, a pussy willow tree that has grown up over the top of our house <laughs> three years or four years later. So those are my favorite things. I had um, someone gave me like a little mini rose thing, probably from Trader Joe's, a little mini rose bush at a dinner party. And then it kind of died. I mean, this was probably in the winter. It looked dead, but I'm like, why not throw it in the ground? I did. And literally it's one of my favorite rose bushes. It's huge. And of course that doesn't happen all the time. Some do die, but sometimes they live and it's great. I think that's I would fun. Say most of mine grow. die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's those special surprises that don't die. <laughs> so have either of you guys, Becca, Katie, have you guys started stuff from seeds and been successful? I, I have. I've, um, sometimes I have a hard time transitioning them from inside to outside. I lose a lot in that process. But really, if you have a package of seeds and you have uh, 18 to 20 seeds in there, you really only need two plants that make it, you know, yeah. like depending on what it is. So yes. <laughs> I feel like you have good odds if you start them inside, but yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of 
I've had a lot of failures, <laughs> but I just try to keep that in perspective. Like I really only need one zucchini plant to make it. It's okay. And it's hard to prune them. You know, when you get sprouts coming up, it feels painful to have to pull out one that looks healthy so that the other will thrive. But you have to do those kind of hard things. And for the people who are just like clueless, <laughs> where, how do you suggest they start learning like how even to prune this stuff or to start it inside or do any of that? The thing is, you don't always have to. I mean, I really think that don't let any of the scary things stop you from doing it. Yes. Like I am a lazy gardener. Like yes, my favorite packets are the like, you can buy a packet of like wildflower mix. Like that's how I started my front beds is mm -hmm. I just literally scattered wildflower mix, like mm -hmm. a little packet. And it was surprising to see what grew. And then I started learning, oh, what is that? Like that popped up and it, you know, not all of those things have made it, but then you add to it. So it was just that and adding some water. I'm not a big, um, yeah, I don't start a lot of seeds. I just go to the garden center, find what I like and, you know, talk to people. So yeah, I don't think you have to be an expert at all. And bulbs, I feel like are also pretty hardy. They're so fun because you don't really have to do much. You just have to remember to put them in the ground in the fall and then they come up in the spring and you really don't have to do anything. That's, I should have done that this past year. <laughs> we yes. can all use more bulbs this spring. Goodness. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and I think it would be fun to put together whatever we're doing PDF or just in the instruction. As far as germination goes, we'll all be learning together because it doesn't sound like any of us are super experts at this point. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. Right. It'll be trial and error together. Um, the other thing is having putting together some sort of calendar that shows us throughout the year what we should be planning when, mm -hmm. I think would be really fun. And maybe we can do a collaborative effort on that and what that looks like. So, and our favorites, yeah. our favorites from each season, you know. And how yeah. to cultivate, how cultivate flower therapy in the dead of winter, too. So yeah. those are some of my ideas. Yes. 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 Every, every November, I want to get my tulip bulbs in. And every November, I forget. I need a calendar <laughs> to well, remember. And we've also got this group that we're starting. Like, we're having these two clubs, basically, within the CTL Patreon community. We've got flower therapy for the sourdough. And we've got flower therapy for flowers and i think we should continue it throughout the year so we can be reminding each other what to do when yes yeah absolutely yeah and you know what's common between them like the the sourdough starter and starting seeds or taking care of plants like the thing that makes the biggest difference for both of those is consistency remembering and you know being intentional to to tend to something but both of both these practices require something of us to notice them to remember them to feed them and mm -hmm. so it's just it's a decision you know to put energy and intention there but it's totally possible it doesn't really take more than that it just takes a decision to to feed and water All right, ladies. Needless to say, we're all doing a lot more eating from home right now, aren't we? And it's funny, but the fact that we're home versus when we were running around all the time has not changed the fact that the number one question my children ask me every day is, what are we having for dinner? They always want to know, what is on the agenda for food? And that is just one of the reasons that I'm so glad that I have planned to eat. Not only has it helped me answer their question, but it has helped me to be able to plan for this crazy time where I'm trying to go to the grocery 
grocery store as little as humanly possible. So it helps me to see what do I have on hand? What am I able to pull together from the recipes that I have and really plan out a map for myself so that I can consolidate my shopping and be prepared for staying at home for long periods of time. That's exactly what Plan to Eat has always been good at because it's such an amazing planning software. I've used it in the past to be able to plan out our meals for literally months at a time. Because once you get your recipes in there, which they have a little web clipper tool so that you can just grab them right off the internet if your recipes are on the internet, or you can really easily put them in if they're recipes that you have from home, old family recipes, that's really the most work you're ever going to do with Plan to Eat is getting your recipes in there. Then you just drag and drop them onto your calendar. It's as simple as that. You can plan for leftovers. You can do all of that right in the app, and it also makes a handy little shopping list for you. And when I have that list made from all the recipes that I'm planning on creating, it's really easy for me to grab it, go to our pantry, go to our fridge, check off the things that I already have on hand so I know what I actually need to get at the store. And when you get to the store, it's all put into categories so you can get through the store as quickly as possible. Plus, did I mention they have an amazing little app so that you can always have your shopping list with you. You can even plan on the go. If you happen to be out of the house, you decide you just want to drive to the grocery store and sit in the parking lot away from your children while you do your planning, you can do that on their handy little app. Plan to Eat is a subscription service that offers monthly and yearly options for $4.95 a month and $39 a year. That's only 75 cents a week. And they include a free, fully functional 30-day trial with no payment required so you can easily see if it's right for you and it's going to alleviate some stress. But guess what? Because you're my listeners, you actually get a 60-day free trial. So go to plantoeat.com lovely and you can sign up for that 60-day free trial. Again, that's plantoeat.com slash lovely. And I think that having, we're not going to call it pressure. We're going to call it accountability within Mm -hmm. a group setting to do it. Because I know there've been a lot of times in the past where I've had plants, but it's just like my house and whatever. And if I forget, it's on me. But if I have other people around me who are saying, oh, I did it. Have you done it yet? Are are you keeping on top of it? Have you fed your starter? Have you watered your plants? Have you gone, you know, and put flowers Mm -hmm. on your table? When you're in the conversation about it more consistently, I think you're more likely to actually remember and to actually just do it. Positive peer pressure. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I hear peer pressure. Yes. And you want to have the desire to do it. Don't do it because you feel like you have to. Just do it because you want to. I mean, otherwise, I I have killed a lot of, especially ferns in my house, um, because I forget about them and they need a lot of attention. They're a little more high maintenance. And so now I have so many that I can't because I would have a lot of money dying on me overnight if I forgot to do it. I mean, to water my ferns. So, um, I, I'm invested now and I yeah. want to be invested. And so it's the same with my yard, you know, and I think like a starting point that's great is just to realize like we all have, we want to start, if we want to start, let's start somewhere small and just building on that. So if someone looks at my, my backyard and just the flowers there, that has been a four plus year project. You know, it's just been added to every year and Becca's yard is the same and Katie's yard is the same. Um, we didn't start big. We started really small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. And and like you were saying, you have to want to. But I also, there have been times where I've wanted to, I just, I do forget. Or I 
I don't know what to do or how to do it. And so I think like when you're able to kind of crowdsource some things like, okay, I bought this plant. How have you guys kept this one alive in the past? And mm -hmm. like just having conversations about yeah. it, I think is helpful. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know when Jenny and I started the sourdough five years ago, we called it like, this is a holy habit, like mm -hmm. the discipline of feeding it, of learning about it, of trial and erroring it. Like it was building something really good in our hearts to have that consistency. Mm -hmm. So I think the same with the flowers or a garden or you have to see the end goal. Like you have, that has to be worth it. You have to want it. And then you just build in that discipline. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's, it's good too, especially in times like this where we're stuck at home and our lives are kind of upside down and we all, well, I know, especially for me, like I've kind of bucked against being homemakerly for the last couple of years because it was like so forced on me and there were certain expectations and I just like I'm like I don't want anything to do with it but I mm -hmm. still I do want a lovely home it just I had to figure out what that looked like for me now and especially when all my kids are home all the time it feels like the house is just like in chaos more than ever if I can have these little pieces where it's like well there's stuff all over the floor, but I still have those flowers on that table. And those, mm -hmm. those are like that bright spot. For yes. Me. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I may not have gotten all the floors vacuumed, but I fed my starter. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. yes. like, it's those little victories and things that you mm -hmm. can actually see like notable progress on that I mm -hmm. think can just make such a difference for our mental well-being in a time like this. Pockets of beauty in the middle of a mess. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think we all have that in our houses. That's one unifying yeah. theme. You will find, yeah, yeah, I think in our houses, it's very common that there will be messes everywhere, but there will be pretty flowers mm -hmm. in different places. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And partly because there are messes everywhere, you must have those pretty flowers. Yes. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yes. It's, it's essential to just your your mental state. I think so many of us are going to realize just how burnt out and frustrated and overwhelmed and everything we've become by life in general, having to really face these stark realities right now. And so it's more important than ever to have these little pockets. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed yeah. specifically during this quarantine time, like clinging to any parts of beauty specifically? Um, for me, I don't know, having, yeah, the daffodils and going on daily walks and just seeing what's blooming. I mean, it is here the beginning of spring, so there's a few like wild irises. There's some, at first there were some buttercups and now there's wild violets. And for me, I love going on walks and just um, seeking out whatever different things are blooming. That's been like therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that hunger for spring in a way that Maybe I'm, I'm busier usually or, you know, in the car a lot more often. So I don't, I'm, I, it kind of hits me like, oh my gosh, the trees are blooming. But now I'm like every day, wait, okay, that butt is a little farther along. <laughs> it's coming. Like I have time to notice. I have time to anticipate. And I know what it's going to do for me once it blooms. And so I, I feel just an eagerness for it because we're mm -hmm. coming from a place of like, the world's a little harder right now. So I'm anxious for those blossoms and for the warmer weather because it's just, an, it's a mood lifter immediately. And I think it's like those signs that we all kind of need right now that things keep moving, like the seasons keep changing, growth comes again, 
-hmm. there, there is that renewal that happens even in after the dead of winter, you know, it, it Mm -hmm. will come even when it doesn't feel like it sometimes. Yes. Do you guys agree? I feel like the spiritual yeah, implications with flowers is so huge to me. That is mm-hmm. something I love about it. Like the hope yes. and like you said, yeah. the seasons. And I love that phrase. You don't have to be blooming to be growing. Like it's yeah. just yes. like things can look dead, but you know, they're not. I mean, some things mm-hmm. and with gardening, that's the thing. Some things are dead. Some things are just dormant. Some things mm-hmm. bloom at different times, but only for a little while. Flowers don't bloom all the time, only for a little while. And yeah. you know, that's kind of the beauty of it. And Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, that's something that's been really, um, wonderful to me is the spiritual side of, um, gardening. Yeah. There's so many analogies and even back to the pruning and just submitting our lives to God and, um, trusting that when he cuts things away, it's f- so that we can bloom bigger blooms. And there's, there's so many, um, analogies, I think in, well, in both baking and, both the flower therapies we're talking about there just it's loaded but that's part of to me it's that it's that cleansing nature of of using my hands to make bread or using my hands to tend a garden because it takes you back to that spiritual closeness with the lord and those lessons just have more impact i love that yeah i think there's just there's so much depth there to mine out as you get more involved in it and you think about it and you you take the time to ponder these things and and allow those moments where you're planting seeds and whatnot to be like meditative. I think there, it just, it holds a lot there for us, even with the sourdough, just like the creation of it and the time that it takes. I think it gives you this pause in life to be able to be still in a different way. I mean, I know I'm home. I've always worked from home, but like everyone else who's saying this is a slower time for them than they had. Like my, I'm not running my kids around, but it's actually a crazier time because I'm trying to now homeschool on top of working and it's harder to keep the house together when everyone's home all the time. And, you know, like, it's just, it feels like a lot more going on just all packed within the walls of my house. And so I feel like I've had to decide to commit to doing certain things like this because I have to take those pauses. It's just like us doing the different book clubs that we're doing in Patreon. Like, even though I'm busier than ever, I decided this was the time to read Jane Austen because it's like, I need to take those almost like meditative moments of quiet and focus when everything else around me is feeling really chaotic. Yeah. That's what cultivating the lovely is all about. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. All those things. And both of these are like a slow science. You know, they're not going to, it's not, you're not going to bloom overnight. Mm-hmm. You, your sourdough, even when you mix up a loaf, it has to have time to ferment and to grow. Mm-hmm. And like, it just, mm-hmm. it forces you to slow down. Well, in the bread making, especially, it's been fun for me over the past, I don't know, year, I've been following Jenna Fisher from The Office, who played Pam on Instagram, and she undertook this whole, like, bread making adventure. She had never made bread before, and she found this cookbook, and she just started making all of these different types of bread, and she shows it on her Instagram, and how much she's learned over this past year and now she's like able to tweak things and kind of you know create her own recipes and change things up and it's been so much fun to just like watch her make 
spread. So I, I just think there's something about us that yearns to like create something and learn something new. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun for both flower therapies. Okay. Yeah. I do want to mention this because you guys, I really had very little to do with this, but you guys created this amazing Amazon list that people can find by going to boldturquoise.com slash flower therapy. So you can use either F-L-O-U-R or F-L-O-W-E-R to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but amazon.com slash or bold, sorry, boldturquoise.com slash flower therapy to get to this Amazon wish list. And it's beautiful. You guys just like looking at the wish list is beautiful, <laughs> but you guys, it was fun to kind of just from the outside in look in on hearing you guys discuss all of this stuff. Do you guys want to talk about creating like this board and why you chose what you did? Oh, I don't know. I have to give it to Shell. It was so pretty. Yeah. I feel like it's like such a fun, it just be a fun gift list at any time. I feel like, like she has just fun, like coffee tumbler with flowers. I don't know. Something about flowers are just Ah, so wonderful and nice. There's just all sorts of fun things. The boots, the garden boots. What else is on there? Some books. Yeah, the the nail polish. Like, yeah. For me, like it's. I'm so. I think so seasonally. Like, there are certain nail polish colors I would never wear in the fall that I would wear in the spring. Probably a lot of people are like that. But so when I pull out those colors, so, like my my heart does a happy dance. Like, oh my gosh it's time (laughs) nails are going to get in the dirt. Like I'm going to like, just even something simple like that. Katie, what what, you have to tell us what the name of that beautiful purple colored nail polish that you picked for our list is. Is that, is it Essie? Is it the lilac? Yes. Lilac gasm or something like that. Lilac gasm. It's just so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that, I was like, Oh, that is the best. flower personalities and and Katie definitely gets lilac I mean I think hands down we all agree she's our lilac girl oh I love that (laughs) I okay I'll take it yeah you're our lilac girl (laughs) I I would name you guys because you you know I like like doing that but I don't know enough flowers oh it's so I don't know if I don't know if Shell is Linden but don't you have a perfume now that is Linden right now because that is such a wonderful smell like yes. it's so good mm. you guys mm-hmm. so that it's a it's a tree that's native of england but we have them they were transplanted here back in the early 1900s um at the park where i walk that's close to our house these linden trees and they blossom in the spring but then so you have this bloom and it's literally the sweetest most beautiful scent that's just ah the fragrance is incredible um i did some research on linden and found out that it's also really good for your heart um, they use it mm. like you can buy the essential oil or and diffuse it, or you can actually buy tea and drink linden blossom tea. <laughs> and I have dealt with oh. since Willa a lot of high blood pressure issues. So there was something about walking in the park and and smelling these like the fragrance of the linden. Either so it blossoms and then the summer it blooms, the flowers bloom again. You get the fragrance all over again for almost an entire month. So both seasons you can have this linden tree smell. Um, and so I yeah, it's one of my favorites. And we have that <laughs> that oil is on the list. Yes, I put the perfume that David got me for Valentine's Day, which I had you know I sent him the link to it, but so sweet. <laughs> Um, back in the summer, I said, if you ever want to get me perfume, I think I'd like to wear Linden perfume. And so it came for Valentine's Day this year. 
I love that. Mm. Yeah, it's on the list. <laughs> There's just so, I'm just like scrolling, like oogling this list because I didn't put these things on here. Like you ladies did. Shell did a beautiful job of curating it and just even looking at the list. It's just pretty. There's so many books and plants and seeds and all I mean there's like springy dresses that are yes, for Easter. oh my goodness they're I know. so cute and Annabelle found those oh I love <laughs> them and um like they were saying like the gardening boots and it's just it's beautiful and I love even you have some journals on there which I think is fun because like Katie did I think it would be really fun to document the journey for both the sourdough and the flowers like yes. this would be a great time to take up nature journaling mm -hmm. of your mm -hmm. the flowers that you're cultivating and like these mm -hmm. are the the ways we can kind of take a very simple practice and make it bloom into something even bigger in your life when i started the sourdough five years ago it was it's amazing to look back and just have that reference point of like I didn't know that I embarked on that because like my heart needed some healing. Oh, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> but no. as I look back, I can see like what God did in that very concentrated time of um, needing that bread. And you just have to be so present in the moment when you're doing it because you're paying, it's so textural and you're paying attention to your senses are drawing all sorts of things in, but it's quiet. It's, it's just, it was a holy time for me. And um, I hope to share like more of that in the, in this sourdough journey because there's so much depth to these practices and um and i'm just excited so i think like just allowing yourself to take it on as a journey towards you don't know what you don't know where god will lead these holy habits mm -hmm. but um but there's something really beautiful that comes to like submitting yourself to that practice of every day a little bit of attention and to see what comes aside from just beautiful bread that you're feeding your family or beautiful cut flowers that you can give to a neighbor or put on your table. Like there's just, there's more. And I think that's what has been most inspiring to me about witnessing all of you guys and your love of flowers, how it isn't just this little thing. Like it is become part of who you are. It's become part of almost your quiet time. Like you're, it's, it's something so much bigger and you've blessed other people in so many ways with it. And so I'm excited for the rest of us to be going on this journey led by you guys who I feel like have kind of forged the way ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So I have much to learn and I'm so excited. So everyone that we're going to be taught by them, but then you can watch me like mess it up and have to redo things <laughs> and like kill plants and then, you know, have to redo it and restart them and everything because it's very real up in here. But I think <laughs> it's going to be really fun and we're going to do it together and we all need community. Yes. We don't get to be together in ways. And so this is something where it's like a very concentrated focus. Yeah. And I think that leads to bigger conversations. And I mm -hmm. think it's when you're all kind of focused together, we're, we're making these clubs, like they are going to have their own Facebook groups where they will just be focused on these things and we can connect over these very specific things. But then I think it will take all of our other relationships so much deeper. So I'm so excited to start on it with everybody. Thank you, ladies, for coming on here and taking the time to talk about your love of flowers and sourdough and all of the things. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So fun.
All right, so you guys can head over. I'll have more stuff in the outro talking about where you can find all of this, but it's, it's going to be really fun. You can pop in there at any time. Join at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely, and we're going to share it all in community. All right, ladies. Can't wait. I will talk to you soon. I just love talking to these gals. They're each so different, but they each possess such a loveliness about them. And they have this shared thing in flower therapy that is so much fun to talk with them about. But like I said, tomorrow's bonus episode gets even more fun. So you're going to want to head back and listen to that tomorrow. But hey, if you want to get involved in these things that we are talking about, if you want to be a part of either of the flower therapy clubs that we have going, like I said, the Sourdough Therapy Club actually starts right now. We have been starting it yesterday and today. So you're going to want to head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and get in there with us. We are running a special all through the month of April to get as many women involved as possible because we know it's hard times out there and we want to provide encouragement and laughter and community and these little lovely snippets of things that we are doing to help nourish our souls during this very difficult time and do it together, you guys. There's no better time to be plugged in. Cultivating the Lovely has been bringing women together from afar for five whole years now. We're really good at this. We know how to get women to connect and feel loved on and built up and understood. And we want you to be a part of it. We don't want you to miss out on that. That's why we're running this Corona special through the month of April, because we didn't want money to be standing in the way of women being able to get in there. So for just $5, you can get all of the digital stuff that we offer all the way up through the loveliest level. So all of this goodness, all of these community groups, we've got our cultivating groups that are starting back up right now. We're having rolling registration. So you can sign up at any time in the month of April and get plugged into a group. We've got all kinds of things going on that we want you to be a part of. We want you to have these little snippets of loveliness in your life because I see it already. This time is wearing on women mentally. It's wearing on everyone mentally, but we really need to be able to pour into each other, have that give and take. When I'm having a bad day, most likely one of my friends is having a good day, and so we can kind of play off of each other and help support each other. And we want everyone to be able to have that opportunity and be a part of this and cultivating the lovely because it's been a game changer for those of us who are involved. And we want that for other women as well, especially in this more acutely difficult time. So come over to Patreon, just $5, $5 people spend that on a cup of coffee at Starbucks all the time. You can get an entire month's worth of content and actually you can get into a full quarter of cultivating groups for that $5 price. So come over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and join us. Also another really big thing right now because we are having sponsors drop off the podcast left and right with the way things are going right now with the world. If you could just visit our sponsors and show them a little bit of love, it's going to make a really big difference to the podcast being able to stay afloat if sponsors see that their sponsorships are working. So the more that you can do that, we just so appreciate it. And of course, leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes makes a really big difference too. All right, ladies, until tomorrow, when you need to head back here for the bonus episode of Flower Therapy, stay at home and be bold and gracious.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 